Hi, welcome to episode 24 of Talk About the Passion. My name is Christian Campagna, and today's episode is called Hand of Doom, uh, which is named after the Black Sabbath song, uh, obviously. Uh, I was going to name this uh, episode after a song by the band The Firm, uh, but I went with this one. Uh, sorry, I think this uh, works better. Uh, my guest today is uh, Boston area musician Daryl Shepard. Uh, Daryl was uh, in my first list of guests I had hoped to have on here, and I finally got something set up with him, and uh, we got this great uh, hour conversation down. Uh, Daryl has uh, played in a number of great bands in Boston, from uh, Milgram to Slapshot, Slaughter Shack, Roadsaw, Kind, uh, in, in his newest project, uh, Test Meat. Uh, we managed to hit every one of those bands, as far as I can tell, and uh, yeah, we, I, I think we hit every single one of them. And, uh, you know, Daryl's one of the funniest guys I know, uh, although this was, I think, one of the first times I had, like, an actual conversation with him outside of, you know, a couple meetings here and there at shows for a brief minute. Uh, when I when I think of uh, Daryl as a musician, though, you know, I think of uh, a number of amazing eras in the, the Boston music scene that he's been a part of, and, uh, you know, it's remarkable, really, when you, when you think about it. Uh, also of note, uh, Daryl was in bands with two of my previous guests, uh, Mark McKay, uh, in Slapshot and then, uh, in Milligram with, uh, Jonah Jenkins. Uh, so check those two, uh, episodes out if you haven't. And, uh, yeah, this is a, a great episode and I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, he came on his, his stories where he gets into sort of the motivation behind certain bands are, uh, they're all very, you know, clear and concise and interesting and, uh make complete sense when you listen to those particular bands, knowing the, the background of them. So a couple of more things before I get started with this. Uh, I know this podcast is advertised as a weekly podcast, but sometimes the weekly thing just doesn't work out. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, scheduling situations, or sometimes it's just not happening for me and I need a, uh, you know, a week or so to write the ship, if you will. Regardless, I, I plan uh, to do this until I can't do it anymore. And if there's a week where I can't get an episode together, the you know there'll be one coming soon after that. And I, I do have some cool ones uh, coming up, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, I'm on social media. If you search for "Talk About the Passion" podcast, you should be able to find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, same goes for wherever you listen to uh, podcasts. You can find me there. Uh, uh, Google Play, uh, Apple Music. Uh, I'm also on Spotify now, so uh, you can check me out there. Just uh, search for Talk About the Passion podcast, and uh, make sure you add podcast at the end, or else you'll get the uh, the REM song. Uh, if if you or someone you know would like to be on this podcast, please send me a message at talkaboutthep at gmail.com. Uh, that's talkaboutthep, just the letter P, at gmail.com. Or, you know, hit me up on uh, Facebook and... Uh, and I promise never to uh, use the expression, hit me up again. Uh, also, I'll be in uh, California in November, uh, hoping to set some episodes up out there. Uh, so if you're out there or uh, know someone who is uh, that you think should be on here, uh, let me know. And uh, I'll be in the Los Angeles area and the Bay Area for, for about a week, uh, splitting time between both of those. And uh, message me and I'll uh, give you the dates and uh, we can set something up. That would be uh, cool. Uh, okay, enough from me. Uh, let's get to episode 24. This is uh, Hand of Doom, uh, Daryl Shepard, and uh, thanks for listening. Enjoy.
I'm here with uh, Daryl Shepard here in uh, beautiful Malden, Mass. Yes. And, uh, how you doing, man? Doing good. Good. Yeah, man. Thanks for uh, having me on your podcast. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Uh, how long have, uh, have you, did you grow up in, in Malden? I am from Malden, yes, yeah. uh, originally. Um, and went to Malden High School. Um, and then I moved out. You know, I, I lived in Austin for years. Um, lived in Jamaica Plain for a while. You know, lived all over the place. And then I moved back to Malden about 10 years ago. Yeah. Just because it's cheap yeah, and uh, affordable, yeah, yeah. you know, compared to Kim and like, you know, live in Boston right yeah, now, you yeah, know, right, so, yeah. but Malden's rents are going up now too. Yeah, so know, pretty soon I'll be <laughs> like out. somewhere else. Yeah. Lynn or somewhere else. Yeah. Know, they're always pushing people out. It's, it's yep. Yep. Um, so what did you do in, in Malden for fun as a, as a kid? Um, Malden was actually, when I was a kid, there was yeah. some, some cool stuff here. There was actually used to be two bowling alleys. Yep. Um, and I was in a bowling league. Oh, nice. Uh, one of the bowling alleys was really good. They're both gone now, of course. Um, but one of them was like a, like a really big bowling alley. had two floors yeah. and had like a really cool arcade. Oh, nice. So that was awesome. Uh, and then there also used to be a movie theater right downtown, right in Malden Square. There used to be oh, a right. movie theater, mm-hmm. um, which has been long gone. Uh, so I used to go there as a kid. Um, and there used to be actually... An old building that had like um you know YMCA in it where like they would you know kids could go and yeah. used to do like archery and shoot BB guns and yeah. stuff like that. So I used to do that at the Y. Nice. Uh, all of that's that's all gone now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but and there actually and there used to be um, band rehearsal studios in Malden too. Oh, really? Believe it or not, oh, like like that had a lot of bands. I think uh, Psycho used to practice oh, really? there. Yep. Oh, and a uh, b- bunch of other bands used to, oh, nice. but you know, again, those are gone. Um, I know there's, I heard there's some new studios opening. Yeah. I don't know exactly where. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, Malden's, you know, I like it. It's it's, it's pretty mellow. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's some some good bars and restaurants. That's really about it. Yeah, yeah. There's not much uh, in Malden right now. You know, right, there's right. some breweries. Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, you know, the stuff when I was a kid is, like I said, the bowling alleys yeah. in the movie theater. It's all long gone, yeah, yeah. you know, so. And uh, when when did you did you have any like like influential people in your life that got you into music? Uh, let me see. Um, let me, that's a good question, man. Uh, like when I well when I was first starting to play like in high school, mm-hmm. uh, there were definitely some other um, like guitar players, right. you know, in high school, yeah, and yeah. we used to you have you know kind of like friendly competitions and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. And they had the um, talent show like at Malden High you know every high school has that yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yep. uh so I was in that a couple of years playing guitar with just some people you right. know um and that was always kind of like interesting because uh, like there was one band who did it was kind of interesting this band did uh which was really weird actually they did the firm oh, yeah. uh but they did they had a song called all, all the king's horses which okay. was like one of their semi-hits the yeah, firm yeah. you and Jimmy Page yeah yeah and I remember that they had, um, you know, there was like a dress rehearsal or something, and their guitar player was sick or something, yeah. or he couldn't make it. And I, I actually filled in. I don't even know why I knew the right. song. <laughs> I learned, the, I like learned the song, yeah, yeah. and played. Um, so I played like this firm song, you oh, know, wow. when I was in high school. It was pretty, pretty funny, you know. I didn't play the actual show, right? And then another band I was in, we did. Uh, we tried to do Tom Sawyer as okay. a three piece, yeah, like yeah. as like the way that Rush did it, right? Where the bass player sang and played keyboards yeah, yeah. and played bass, oh, nice. and the drummer wasn't really that good at it. Right. <laughs> so we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. didn't pull it off at all. But, <laughs> but uh, there was always like you know, 
a lot of uh, you know I was in the I guess what what really started was I was in the the school band I played trumpet okay early on since fourth grade mm-hmm. and then uh, I stayed with it all the way through high school yeah. and um so I was in the marching band and the marching band was like the Mon High had a really intense like marching band program it was almost like drum corps oh, right. uh, so I think that kind of rubbed off on me you know yeah. and there was and a lot of the guys a lot of the kids in the marching band also played other instruments like there was like this one dude who was like a really sick drummer you know right. and there was like some you know a couple guitar players yeah, so yeah. we all kind of you know hung out yeah, you know and um yeah and talked about music and stuff so that probably had a lot to do with it too when i first started playing yeah. you know yeah. yeah nice yep and uh people have been doing this like 10 records on uh facebook thing the last few yep. weeks which is cool uh but i think what you've been doing is cool you've been actually writing little blurbs on each one which i think is yeah is yeah cool. i mean i'm just yeah, I, I, I at first I wasn't gonna do it, and then like, oh, what the heck, my, yeah, you know. I but I, but I mean, I, you know, I just, I'm just trying to write like a little, little background thing for me personally, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because um, you know, I'm, I'm just not posting, uh, you know, my favorite albums, but albums right. that actually played like, uh, like a role, a, a role yeah. in my yeah. life. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, like the Monkeys album, Headquarters. That's that is definitely good. like absolutely like, the first album that I remember, like listening to as a little kid. Yeah. And really like like getting into it like yeah. wow this this is really cool you yeah. know and like you know my parents just had the record and i'm like right. put it on and i'm like this is great you know um same thing with you know kiss you know double platinum right um you know i'm not a huge kiss fan anymore but you know right. the, the, like that cla- that's classic stuff you yeah. know i mean i still yeah. listen to it if it's yeah. playing yeah uh you know i don't like gene simmons yeah, <laughs> no, I know you're like, you're so, yeah I don't he's kind to, of ruined yeah. kiss for me yeah but I'll, uh, I'll forever buy their shit used at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anything. But uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, that. I think that was oh, the yeah. first record I bought. I'm like, okay, Kiss. Yeah. I'm like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you know, and like Soundgarden. Um, more recently, like, you know, like literally, that's one of the records where, you know, up until that point, I was just like totally into like thrash metal. That's right. like all I listened to, yeah, yeah. just like from like 1985 or so. You know, just like, you know, Exodus Slayer, right, you know, Metallica, right. Megadeth, like yeah, just yeah. all thrash. And then like literally like Soundgarden came out and I and I just stopped. Yeah, yeah. Like listening to thrash metal. I just started listening to like Soundgarden oh, and yeah. the Melvins. Yeah. And like Nirvana and stuff yeah. like that. It was like literally it was just like this one day I was like I just discovered like, you know, Loud yeah. and Love. And it was yeah, just yeah. like my whole thing changed. The whole thing changed. You know, they, they were like our Zeppelin almost. Right. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. I like I never heard a band like that at that time. Where it was like I was like, wow, these guys sound exactly to me like Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin combined. And yeah. I'm like that's perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and I just started. I seriously just stopped listening to thrash for a while. Yeah. For years and just like listened to like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Nice. And so uh, so after to go back a little to go to yeah. uh, trumpet. So you you then got into guitar at some point it was at yeah. high school um yeah i got into tr- guitar i was probably like probably like around 13 i yeah. think 13 or 14 uh i actually wanted to play drums yeah. originally um but i just had nowhere for a drum set so yeah. i was like I'll, I'll just play guitar you know right, so i right. just got a cheap hondo oh, nice, guitar yeah. and a cheap pv amp yeah um and you know so there was some other like i said some other friends of mine we played guitar we would you know kind of try to jam whatever yeah, you know we weren't very good and then uh there was one other kid at, at school this kid john and there was um a drummer um steven i think his name was steven no jeff his his brother's name was steven okay jeff shepherd mm-hmm. his last name was shepherd no relation right um 
But we would jam. And we, I would go over to his house. I was probably like 14, 15. So it was just like two guitars and drums. Right. No one sang because right. none of us could sing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we would just play like... Um, we would play like Holy Diver by oh, Dio, nice. like yeah. in, just instrumental, and just yeah. play that. And then we would play, you know, like most of Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Like we would play like um, Hand of Doom. Oh, we yeah, played yeah. like that whole song, just instrumental, but yeah, we didn't yeah. care, you know, oh, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. with our little practice amps and everything. And you know, and um, it was kind of cool, you know. And, and like some kids would come over, and like some like girls would come over, and yeah, like, yeah. oh, it's just cool, man. And some, <laughs> some girls are hanging out watching yeah, yeah. us play music. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. <laughs> and uh. <laughs> You know, it was it was fun. We did, I, you know, I did that for a few years, like before actually, you know, playing like in a real band. Right, you know right. what I mean? We never played out or anything. We just yeah. like jamming. Yeah, yeah, I, the yeah. closest thing we ever did to playing out was we we actually set up everything on his front porch, yeah. like right on Lebanon Street, yeah. uh, in Malden, and uh, we we just played everything that we knew like on his front porch, <laughs> and, we, and like people like driving by looking at us, and, right. and uh, awesome. it was pretty funny, yeah. Nice. But um, you know, that was before like playing in real bands, but it was definitely like a lot of fun to do. Yeah. You know, definitely, yeah. And then the only reason we stopped, I think, was because he moved out of that house, the, okay. the kids, the house where we jammed, yeah. and they moved into like a condo, and then it was like, well, we can't practice anymore, so right. then, you know, we just kind of stopped, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. So that that, yeah. that helped lay the groundwork for you to like, oh, definitely just have experience. When did you start writing stuff yourself? Um, yeah, and then um, so then after that, I was uh, I started the first real band I was in was like a thrash band. Desk. Called uh, Desklock, yeah. um, and that's when I started, you know, writing, you know, writing my own music, you know, with with the other guys and stuff, yeah. and 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 that was totally just from listening to, I mean, that was just one hundred percent thrash. That's when I was like completely just, you know, obsessed with thrash metal, yeah. and uh, so I mean, I was just like trying to write stuff that sounded like you know Nuclear Assault and yeah. and Megadeth and Exodus and all that. Do you yeah. know what I mean, so I was just trying to, you know, so a lot of the Desklock stuff wasn't that original. But we, you know, we, I was like 17, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, we're just trying to yeah. do whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? So it was, it was definitely fun. And then, uh, you know, we, we wrote some, some good songs. We played, we played some good shows, you know, we, we played with like Guar. Yeah. Uh, we played with Celtic Frost, oh, we, nice. you know, we played with Flotsam and Jetsam. We actually played some good shows, you yeah. know, uh, you know, we never, we, we actually got a, um, rejection letter from combat oh, really? from combat records really? and we were like so proud we like hung it up on the wall like yeah combat yeah, yeah. records rejected us you know we were like we were like so proud of that <laughs> we're like someone heard of us you know what i mean it was so funny yeah it was on like the combat record stationery oh that's amazing yeah <laughs> Uh, would that would have been like the late eighties, eighty eight? Yeah, it was like eighty, like right around eighty eight. Yeah, yeah, right around eighty eight, uh, eighty nine. Nice. And yep. then uh, what, did, what did you do after that for a band? Um. So then, yeah. So that yeah, that band lasted for a few years, and then um, I started playing with Slaughter Shack. Yeah. Um, like I w- I used to go see them, uh, play, and and you know I, I was kind of friendly with them, but yeah. I didn't really know them that well. And then they had like a little bit of a lineup. Uh, change right. and they and they said, "Hey, do you want you want to come down and, and play guitar?" I'm like, yeah. "Yeah, you know, sure." And uh, and that was a whole different world because yeah. Slaughter Shack at that time was actually like they were a pretty big deal yeah. in Boston area. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? They're and awesome. um, like they won the Rumble yeah. and um, like they were they were a pretty awesome band. Oh, and yeah. I was and they like they I saw them play with Nirvana yeah. at MIT. You know, and, and so then. I started playing with them. That just, you know, and so and then I did that for a few years, and that was like that was awesome. That was like a, that was a whole eye-opening oh, thing yeah. to play with them, you know. Um, and Dana, 
uh, the other guitar player, she dated Jay from White Zombie, the guitar oh, right, player. Yeah. She dated him for a while. I remember that. So Slaughter Shag used to do a lot of stuff with White Zombie, yeah. you know, um, a lot of shows and stuff. Uh, and that was definitely fun. And that, that just kind of eventually, you know, fizzled out. Like, Dane moved away. Yeah. The band just kind of ended, yeah. you know. They seem to have a similar aesthetic, I feel like, uh, White Zombie and stuff. Right, yeah, Slaughter Shack and White Zombie were very close. You know, yeah. White Zombie used to be great, man. You yeah, know, yeah. like, back before they got, like, really into, yeah. like, the uh, the dancier kind right. of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, they were, like, really cool. And, like, Slaughter Shack was very much in the same vein as, yeah. like, the early White Zombie stuff, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it was um, definitely, like, a good mix, yeah. a good match. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then right, right around that, t- that same time, uh, when I was in the Slaughter Shack, I stopped playing with Slapshot too, because like a lot of those guys are from Malden. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we used to practice. There used to be a bar, which is no longer there, right? Just right down the street, there used to be a bar. Yeah. That Steve Steen's like uncle, I think, owned. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and we used to practice in the basement oh, right. of the bar, which yeah. was just like a few blocks down there. Um, and so uh, yeah, and then I you know played with Slapshot for nice. a couple of years, yeah. you know, and that again that was a whole other thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, Got to tour, you know, went to Europe. I was, you know, I was like 22 yeah. and got to tour Europe with them, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, ultimately, wasn't really the thing that I was into at the time, right, right. you know. But it was definitely fun, and, and yeah. like I was friends with those guys and yeah. stuff, you know. So And Chris from, from that was in... Uh, Chris Deslock was in Desklock, too. Yeah. So that's kind of what, you know, like I knew Chris the most out of all those guys. Okay. Uh, so then like Chris had asked me, hey, do you want to play guitar? Because, you know, they need another guitar player. Right. And then while I was in the band, they kicked Steve Rustine out, and that was just that came out of nowhere. And then yeah. I was the only guitar player for a while, and that kind of freaked me out a little bit. I'm like, right. what? You know, how did that happen? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm like, you know what I mean? It's like all this because it was because I did play. You know, for a while, like I was in the band like with Steve Rustine and yeah. Mark McKay. Yeah. You know, and then Mark left. Um. You know, and you know, so it got, it got kind of weird at, for a little while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. But you know, I mean, they're still obviously they're they're doing better than ever now. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I and know. and the, like their new stuff sounds great. Yeah, you know great, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, uh, Craig is uh, at yeah the- yeah Craig yeah Craig's an amazing guitar player. Yeah yeah, yeah for a while there it was just kind of like back you know back when I was in the band it was just like seemed a little uh, iffy like no one really knew <laughs> one day to the next what was right. going on with the band. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. but it was definitely fun. It was definitely um, you know a great playing with them. You know, I did a yeah. U.S. tour and a, a European tour with them. Nice. So you weren't straight edge or anything. I was not. No, actually, when I was in the band, none of us were except for Choke. Yeah, everyone, everyone in the band, I always wondered that drank and yeah. So uh, and Choke was the only one who was straight edge at that point. Yeah, so that was kind of weird too. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys did that one record, the uh, the Blast Furnace, right? Yeah, we did. I did one studio record, Blast Furnace, and then a live album in in Berlin. Yeah, Yeah. which is um, that's a a really good record, I think. You know, because that's like all their hits. You know, and uh, that was like a blast playing all those songs. You know, and um, you know, the Blast Furnace wasn't very well received because at that point, Choke was really into industrial music. Yeah, yeah, and he wanted to do more of kind of like an industrial. There's like a lot of samples on that yeah. record, and that's what he was going for. Like he was he was sick of hardcore at that point, right. and um, so that's why that record's like that, you know. But then the live record, that's just like all the hits, all the, all the classics, you yeah. know what I mean, which we played live. And so I mean, I I, I love that live record. I think yeah, it's yeah. you know I think it's a fun record, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, we did that in in Germany. It's kind of like a greatest hits album yeah, almost, yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Nice. And then you were in uh, Road Saw after that. And- um. Yep. And then wrote. Yep. Wrote. So I was also in another band called Head Cleaner. Oh yeah. Right around that, that time, for a while, I was almost. I was like in three bands. 
Uh, and then that, um, we super, changed the name to Superhead because yeah. there was a band from England called Head Cleaner, and right. they got in touch with us and said, no, we're going to sue you. They, right. had, they had a record out. and then oh, right. So then we changed the name, uh, and then I stopped playing Roadsaw, so then um, I left Superhead, stopped playing Roadsaw. Yeah. And then I basically just did that for like uh, like three or four years, yeah. just Roadsaw. You know, we toured a lot. Yeah. Uh, did a bunch of, you know, just month-long tours of the U.S. Like, no one knew who we were. Right. But we would just get in the van, and get we would just there. go on tour. Yeah, yeah. And, and just play everywhere. It was yeah. crazy, you know what I mean? Because no one knew who we were. We, right. <laughs> so, but uh, it was definitely fun, man. That was that was definitely uh, you know a lot of fun times yeah. on those tours. You know, nice. yeah. They, um, they did more sort of just straight up rock. Uh, well, uh, road stoner, saw stonerish kind of stuff. Yeah, that was definitely more like you know the stoner rock, um, you know, quote unquote stoner rock right. type of stuff. Um, which to me was always just kind of like heavy seventies rock, really. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. really. Yeah. what it was um yeah. and um yeah i mean we you know it was really good we went out to la we recorded in la the second record um nationwide yeah uh we actually stayed out in la for like two or three months oh, really? um and recorded out there with uh, a producer who's worked with like judas priest and oh, wow. bruce dickinson like his solo records he played he's actually in bruce dickinson's band oh wow uh, he produced da- that band Downset. I don't yeah. know if you remember them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we recorded with him in L.A. We were out there for a couple of months. Like we 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 got like a uh, there's a place out there called Oakwoods, which is like um, apartments, like apart that you know you rent for right. however long. So we yeah, got yeah. like an apartment there for like a couple of months and okay. like lived out in like Burbank. Oh, nice. And that was really that was a whole other experience too, you know. And then like. We all when we finished the record and they mixed it, it was like, all right, here's the mixes, and uh, it was like the slickest thing. It was like it was like no way, right. this is not yeah. what we're going. Like the drums were all right. sampled, yeah, you know. Yeah. It was just like seriously, it was like the slickest recording, and we're like, no, right. this is not. This. Yeah. So then, basically, what happened was, um, then at that point. We got uh, Harry in the band playing drums because at first, for a while, it was just me, Tim, and Craig, like a three-piece. And then yeah. we got Harry in the band, and then we recorded some more stuff in Boston okay. with uh, Andrew Schneider. Yeah. And so we recorded like a few songs, and then we remixed the L.A. stuff, okay. make it not slick, right. like got rid of all the gloss, yeah, and then yeah. we kind of combined the two sessions, and that became Nationwide. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, nice. and, um, but yeah, at first, it was really funny, man, because I mean, that record, seriously, because those were like L.A. guys, yeah, and that's what okay. they were used to. Yeah, of course. And like, it was like, I, you know, I have a cassette of it Please. somewhere buried in a box yeah. of <laughs> the original mixes. That never got released. Like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There's actually, I think there's one, there's like a, there was a compilation uh, called Austin Rock City that oh, yeah, came out. That. Yeah, yeah. Like in '96 or '97, mm-hmm. and there's a version of uh, "Not Today" by Roadsaw on that. That's oh, right. I think that's the original, like the original mixes from yeah. that session. Oh, it's right. that song. So yeah. if anyone wants to hunt it down, <laughs> you can hear the uh, the right. slick, glossy Roadsaw, yeah, <laughs> which we hated. <laughs> and I and then the guy that the producer, um, yeah, I'm not, I won't say his name. You know, right. I just, you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, but he hated. Yeah, he hated the fact that we. We, like oh it. yeah, he's he. I don't even think he he wanted to talk to us after we remixed it. You right. know what I mean, so that's how it goes, though, man. You know, 
Now, yeah. with all these bands, were you uh, also like part of the, the songwriting process too? Oh yeah, definitely. Stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, not so much in Slapshot. A lot yeah. of that was just choke. Yeah. Like he would, uh, you know, tell me what kind of riffs he. Right. You know what I mean? Um, all the other bands, I definitely contributed to the songwriting. Like you know, yeah. Road Saw, and uh, you know, Head Cleaner. Uh, when I joined Slaughter Shack, I mean they already had they already had a bunch of songs, yeah. but then once I joined, yep. I, you know I helped out in songwriting, you know. Um, so I mean I de- you know definitely along the way, just always you know working on riffs, yeah. you know working on how to arrange stuff, you know. Yeah. So um, that all came into play, yeah. definitely, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, was it Milligram after, and then and yeah, and then uh, and then Milligram happened. Um, after Road Saw, and that's for, that was really when I was like, you know, right. I wrote pretty much all the music. Mm-hmm. You know, Jonah wrote all the the, the vocals and everything like that. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, I had you know, I had a four track. I was living in Arlington at the time, um, and I had a four track because you know a four track cassette, and I had a drum machine. I just remember just being like, I'm just gonna start a new band. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I like sat down, I demoed these songs like with. You know, guitars, you know, uh, drum machine, everything, you know, no vocals, but the music. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and I gave a tape to Jonah. I'm like, hey, man, you know, I'm doing this band. You know, are you interested in singing? And he was like, yeah, let's, let's do this, you know. Cool. Um, we'd, and we had actually tried getting it going before. Okay. But we couldn't find, like, a drummer. We couldn't find, like, a permanent drummer. You know right. what I mean? We, we jammed with some other guys. Right. Uh, we jammed with Taz, who's oh, yeah. in, like, La Gratona. Yep. We played with him. Uh, we played this other guy, Dave, who lives in Florida now, mm-hmm. and you know nothing really worked, so we just kind of stopped. And, right. then, and then, and then once I like made this like demo mm-hmm. and gave it to Jonah, and then we're like, and then we got Zephyr involved, and then yep. we all, and that's when it really became like you know a band. Yeah. You know what I mean, nice. um, and then we really just you know focused on writing you know th- the best stuff that we could at that yeah. point. You know yeah. what I mean? Was was the stuff from the, those demos that far from what? came out when 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 you had four people um yeah i mean a lot of the stuff i mean like a lot of the stuff is on that first record the uh can, can we swear on yeah, this of okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like on uh hello motherfucker yeah, like yeah. A lo- like all those songs were pretty much on the demo that i did yeah okay um with a dr- you know drum machine and guitar right and then you know and then jonah wrote all the vocals and everything right. but all those songs were on the demo oh, right. you know what i mean and then we just you know obviously we recorded them in the studio right um, and it was actually kind of funny, like around that time too. You know, Jonah was still signed to Warner Brothers because of Milltown. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember we had this right when the band was getting together. We weren't, you know, we weren't sure because Jonah was still under contract, so we didn't really know what was, you know. Right. So we're like, well, let's see if Warner Brothers is interested in this band, and they were like not interested, <laughs> in, like in the band. They wanted nothing, <laughs> nothing to do with <laughs> nothing to do with us. We had a uh, we had a conference call with them at yeah. at Zeffen's apartment yeah. i remember this conference call and we, 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 we were going on like a like a week-long u.s tour nothing big at all right. and we were trying to just get some money from the label like right. just for a van like yeah, we're yeah. like can you like maybe give us like 500 dollars or something or like a thousand dollars for yeah. for a van rental because right. you know the singer is on your label you know yeah. what i mean so we just seeing if we could get anything and they were like nope they're just like no <laughs> no no and so nothing happened with that at all um they just were not interested and then eventually that label um I can't remember what they're called. Giant? No, I don't know if it was Giant yeah. or something else. Um, but the, whatever division of the label right. it was, they, it eventually folded, and then Jonah was freed from his contract. Yeah. Yeah. And he, I remember he called me that day, like, so excited. I'm oh, free. I'm like, <laughs> you know, he was, like, free of the contract, you know. 
and uh, so we didn't have to we didn't have to worry about any of that anymore. Nice. You know, that's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty funny, man. Yeah, when I uh, talked to him for this uh, podcast, he had mentioned uh, he said there's a tape somewhere of an acoustic version of. Uh, just you and him doing uh, my own private album. Yes, yes. That w- we did that on four track um, at my apartment in Alston. That was probably the first thing we did where I had the I had the the music. And I was like, hey, you know, you want to come over and just work on the songs? Like, yeah. And we actually there is a four track of that on right. acoustic. Um, uh, I I might even have a copy. I have like a like a milk crate just full of tapes, full and it might yeah. be in there. Uh, Jonah might have it somewhere too. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was probably the the first thing that we did. Yeah. That you know, that became, you know, Milligram, Milligram you know, right. we d- wasn't really even a band at that point, but, right. um, you know, we, we, we'd been talking about playing together. He was doing Milltown. Mm-hmm. I was in Roadsaw at the time. You know, it was just one of those things the timing wasn't right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, so, and then, uh, and then once I wasn't in Roadsaw, I actually, I can tell you the, uh, the thing, the impetus be- behind Milligram, I wasn't even really planning on doing another band at that point, but yeah. I remember there was a, a guitar magazine, like Guitar World or Guitar Player, okay. one of those guitar magazines, yeah, yeah. had a review of Nationwide, like in the, because they, re- they re-released Nationwide, yeah. uh, and, you know, Ian was in the band at that point, and there was like a review of the record in one of these guitar magazines, like a really good review of the record, and it mentioned yeah. Ian, it didn't say anything about me. <laughs> And I was like, fuck this, man. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm getting a new band together. I'm like, you know, seriously. Yeah, I, yeah. And I remember that I was, you know, nothing against those guys at all. Right. But I'm like, I'm like, I'm on that record. That's not Ian, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, oh, and uh, I'm like, if, the, if the, you know, if this record's going to get like reviews in like guitar magazines, I'm going to, I'm going to get a new band together. You know what I mean? And then that's seriously, that's, that's the thing that made me like really yeah. concentrate on getting like Milligram together, you know? Nice. Yeah. It's pretty funny. The, uh, and then you guys did the uh, This Is Class War. Yeah, This Is Class War. That was like a whole um, weird time for the band. <clears throat> um, yeah, that was just a weird time. Um, you know, uh, happened, 9-11 happened. Yep. You know, I was in New York like when 9-11 happened. I had to, I had to leave Boston. I had some stuff going on in Boston. I had to leave. Okay. And I went and stayed with some friends in, in New York. And I actually got to New York on September 10th. Like really? I, and uh and then the next day september 11th happened and like and then i was like stuck in new york for like a week and a half like i like literally just stuck in new york you know what i mean um and i came back you know i didn't have a job here and i didn't really have anywhere to live and it was just like this really weird time and then uh just kind of put all of that into that record that's why that record's like just so angry sounding (laughs) because we were all just i think we were all just on edge about like about everything you know um yeah that that album is like oozes like soul and just power and just anger and yeah yeah it was a very angry time for for definitely me and i think all of us in general um and that's why that record sounds like that just a, a really weird time like we were actually supposed to be recording on September 11th, we were supposed to be in the studio recording, and we had to cancel our recording session because I had to leave, I had to leave town and like just get out of town because right. I had some stuff going on that I, right. you know, uh, that had to be kind of like let the dust settle. And I so I went to New York, and then September 11th happened, and then I was stuck there, and then we had to cancel our recording session. It was just like this really weird thing, you know. Um, so anyway, yeah, and then anyway, you know, the record eventually came out, and you know, I'm super proud of that that yeah. album. You know, yeah. that, I mean. Um, that was definitely um, one of my one of one of the high points for me musically. That's, you know, yeah. being in a band. You know, and I think Jonah's vocals are, on that record are amazing. You yeah. know, yeah. the covers that you guys recorded too. That I think they came with the uh, 
the first record there was a like a bonus disc that had uh misfits and oh the misfits and black flag yeah Yeah, and fear yep yeah we um no what's that is there a gg cover on that we didn't do a gg cover no no yeah we did fear yeah uh, we did a couple of misfit songs a couple black flag songs black flag was definitely a huge influence on that band absolutely i mean that's the song jeff's flag is called that because jeff wrote it Okay. And it sounds like a Black Flag song, so yeah. like it was kind of like short for like Jeff's Black Flag song. <laughs> oh, right. and that's why we just, that's why we call it Jeff's oh, Flag. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. wondering about that, yeah. yeah. But Black Flag was a huge influence on on Milligram, yes. definitely, yeah. Cool. Uh, and then after uh, that was, uh... and then um, wow. <laughs> 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 and then oh, then drug war happened. Oh, okay. Um. And then, yeah, I played bass in that. Okay. Uh, that was really just kind of like blowing off steam. Right. Um, and you know, we we did a record, which I I think it's really not that bad of a record. I don't yeah. I think a lot I don't think a lot of people took that band very seriously. Right. I mean, we didn't really take it seriously. We did, but we didn't. You know, what I mean, it was it was a lot of the songs were just like someone plug in and we just start playing. Okay, what is that? Okay, that's a song now. You know what right. I mean? We just wouldn't make stuff up like that. You know what yeah. I mean? And and uh, you know. I scored drugs for Courtney Love, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, right, just, right. just like silly stuff, you know. Yeah, but you know, again, that band, you know, the band was fun. There was definitely some shows that I don't even remember. I mean, I was, I was just like drinking a lot at that point, and uh, you know, I was just like blowing off steam. Yeah. And the, I mean, there were definitely whole shows. Just I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> we played with L.A. Guns really? for some reason uh, in Lemonster. And yeah, and I got arrested at the show. <laughs> Before you played? Uh, no, we played, oh, okay. and then I got arrested. And I I didn't see L.A. Guns play. I was I seriously I was in jail. The the, the uh, yeah I don't even know the name of the club, but um it was in Lemonster at some club. Yeah. And uh, I remember Dave asking us, "Hey, you guys want to play with L.A. Guns?" And we're like, "Yeah, let's do that. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't we want right. to play with L.A. Guns?" And uh, yeah, I just you know I was. Drunk and outside, and you know this car went by on the park. I got kicked out of the club, which is why it was outside. Right. And then uh, I kicked the car, <laughs> and the, the the parking lot is basically in the the um right behind the police station. The police station is like right there, okay. so the cops were just there immediately, right. uh, and they just arrested me. You know, the guys like this guy kicked my car, and they so they arrested me. And then the band uh, they got me out after the show, yeah. um, and then I had to go back to Lemonster. A couple of times, uh, like, like court appearances or anything, and that was the biggest pain in the ass yeah. ever, man. <laughs> it, seriously, it was like I had to, I went back to Lemonster like three times um, to clear that up, and uh, eventually, like the person who was uh, whose car I kicked, yeah. he never showed up ever to court. Yeah, the court case. Uh, so it kept getting moved. They're like, okay, well, we're gonna move it to another date. And then eventually, the, and then like no, none of the lawyers showed up. Like no one showed up right. this one time. Like oh, they're gonna throw this out, right. and they didn't. They had me come back again. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and then eventually, I I got a lawyer, yeah. and the, the other guy still never came yeah. to court. And he's like, look, he's like, uh, the, this guy wants six hundred dollars for damages, and he showed me this like blurry black and white photo of a dented right. car i'm yeah. like that, like i don't even know what that is right. i'm like and i just i literally just asked him like if i give you 600 dollars, will this just be over he's like yeah this will be 
And I don't even care if the lawyer right. kept the money. I like right. literally went to a bank machine, <laughs> and I took six hundred dollars out, and I came back to the courthouse, and I gave him the six hundred dollars, and he's like, "Okay, this will be expunged from your record. This right. is all set. Don't yeah. worry." But I'm like, "Fine." Right. I'm like, "I don't even care if you keep the money. <laughs> right, whatever. Just whatever. Just make this stop." Yeah, yeah. So, and, so that was the end of my whole Lemonster debacle, <laughs> and I hate Lemonster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think yeah. any, I don't think anybody likes Lemonster. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that that was. Probably the, the high point of the whole of the drug war years, <laughs> <laughs> getting arrested at an LA gun show, of course. And this was it, uh, the 2000s, I guess, the early 2000s. That was like 2005, yeah. like right around there. Yeah, okay. 2004, 2005, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. Nice. And then, uh, so then after that, um, kind of laid low for a little while. Yeah. And then I got Hackman together. Yep. Which was um, kind of like an instrumental. Yeah, you know, type yeah, of thing, yeah. uh, and that was cool for a while. You know, we we never, I liked that band. You know, we never toured. Yeah, we never had, we never even had T-shirts. I mean, we put out a couple of records, but yeah. we didn't really do much. Uh, we just were just like whatever. Yeah, that was kind of our attitude. Right. Um. So you know, the band was cool, but we didn't. You know, again, we didn't tour at all. Yeah. I don't think many people outside of Boston really knew us. Right. Um. And then uh, let's see what happened. Oh, and then and then uh, you know, I had um. When I was in Hackman, that's when I had my heart attack. Yeah. Um, at practice. Really. Um, and that was that was weird. Yeah. Um, we were just you know practicing. I wasn't feeling good. It was yeah. it was August and it was really hot and I I just thought it was like uh, heat exhaustion. Right. So I, we stopped playing. I'm like I don't you know I don't feel good. Let's take a break. You know. Yeah. And and then I wasn't feeling good. And the next thing I know, I woke up. I was on the floor of the hallway. Really. Like I, I had no, I had no recollection of what had happened, yeah. you know. Um, and and the other two guys, like Jason and Owen, were there, and they, and like, you know, um, it felt like someone punched me. Right. I'm like, did you? I'm like, did you hit me, man? Did, yeah. did you punch me in the face? Because my <laughs> jaw hurt. Yeah. Which I guess is what happens when you have a heart attack, yeah. you know. And then, uh, so then we called the ambulance. I we actually, I actually walked to Jason's house. Really? Like we went to Jason's house because wow. again, I didn't think I had a heart attack. Right. I yeah, just, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah. And then I was still wasn't feeling very good. Yeah. Uh, we called an ambulance at Jason's house in Alston, and the ambulance came and they're like, "Hey, well, you just had a heart attack, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take you to the <laughs> hospital." And uh, so they took me to St. Elizabeth's. Yeah. And I had uh, four stents put in my heart, like right then. I had I actually had a pretty bad heart attack. Really? It wasn't, it wasn't like a right. It was actually a pretty bad heart attack, and uh, I survived it somehow. Yeah, like yeah. luckily, you yeah. know. Um. And then, so that was during Hackman, and then, you know, then I took some time. That's scary. To, to, yeah, yeah. You know, that was, definitely, I didn't know, you know what was going on. Um, but then I recovered, you know, and then Hackman kept playing. Uh, I, you know, and then eventually we just kind of ran out of steam, yeah, you know, yeah. and stopped playing. Right. Um, and then, you know, right around that time, I was, you know, I was having issues with my heart. I wasn't really sure what was going on. I had to, I had to wear a vest for a while that was like a defibrillator vest right um and that wasn't fun at all right you know what i mean because yeah. i had to wear this thing and had like a pack right you know with the cords and everything yeah, you yeah. know and um i just didn't i didn't know what i was gonna you know i didn't know what was gonna happen as yeah. far as playing music at all yeah, i right. wasn't in, i wasn't playing in any bands anymore yeah and i had this heart attack and i didn't know what was going on that's when i started black wolf goat mm-hmm. because i wanted to play music and uh but i didn't want to be like in a band right. so i was just like you know i'm just gonna start doing this solo thing yeah. 
which is like guitar loops and everything. Yeah. And then, I, you know, that way I don't have to worry about anything and I can just kind of do it on my own, yeah. you know. And um, so I did that, and, you know, and that was, you know, that was fine. You know, I did like three records of that, you know, yeah. and recorded everything with Glenn, uh, Glenn Smith and yeah. Amps versus Ohms. I, you know, I record everything that the band did with him, nice. you know. Um, and uh, the second record uh, that we did, I was actually, you know, recording the record. I had, you know, the... the the vest on like oh, really? you know the defibrillator yeah, vest the, you know in the studio yeah. it was kind of, so i had this thing with like this like battery pack or something right. with, like all these chords <laughs> yeah. attached to me that you know the guitar with all these chords like chords like everywhere <laughs> right. you know what i mean <laughs> try not to get all the chords like tangled. Right, right. it was just weird yeah huh. so um you know that was that's so black wolf goat served a purpose definitely for a while there because i didn't know what, what else to do yeah but i want to keep playing music so that's you know that's why i did Black Wolf Goat, you yeah. know. And that that was probably good to uh for you to just sort of get out of just doing like not that you were pigeonholed, but I always thought he was just like a rock guitarist. So it was cool when I when you were doing that it was like, Oh, he's like doing something different now that's like Yeah. So yeah, I'm totally and that that was part of it too. I wanna to do definitely other stuff. Like some of that stuff is definitely not at all I mean a lot of it's not like rock music right. at all. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, 'cause you know, I mean I listen to all all types of stuff, yeah. you know. So that was yeah. definitely like um you know, a chance just to do something different, you yeah. know. So, um, you know, I haven't played, done any Black Wolf Goat. I, you know, I, I told everyone that the band broke up, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you got to look forward to the reunion show. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, that'll be the thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, if you so, there'll out. be a Black Wolf Goat reunion nice. at some point, yeah. Cool. Um, and then Kind is... is... And then Kind, uh, oh, and then Black Pyramid was oh, in yeah. there. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I lose track uh, of the bands. Yeah, yeah, so Black Pyramid. Um, uh, what happened there? Oh, yeah, um, the original guy, Andy, quit. Yeah. yeah. Um, big, uh, you know, big kind of mess. Yeah. And those guys got in touch with me. Hackman actually played a couple times at Black Pyramid. Okay. Um, that's kind of how I met them. And then uh, they're like, you know, they got in touch with me. Hey, you want to come down and, and uh, because basically what happened was Andy quit the band so the band's done right. without, e without even consulting the other guys. Really? Okay. And they're like, oh, really? Right. They're like, we didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then they asked me, hey, you want to join the band? I'm like, sure. And they're like, well, we have a show at Desert Fest, <laughs> uh, you know, where we're like headlining our show at Desert Fest like in a few months. And I'm like, let's do it, you know. Yeah. It was, so we, then we told Desert Fest, we hadn't even practiced at all. Yeah. And we said, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. And we're like, okay, well, this better work because <laughs> we, we hadn't even rehearsed. Uh, so then you know, we we got together, we rehearsed, it sounded good. Yeah. Uh, so we played Desert Fest. It went it went really well. Um, so then you know we just so then you know we did a record, mm -hmm. toured Europe, uh, you know, and all that. That was like a lot of fun. Um, and then again, that you know, just circumstances and uh, different people involved, just yeah. not on the same page yeah, yeah. i guess is the best way to put it mm -hmm. um so that came to an end yeah. you know and then the scimitar was part of that actually oh, yeah. the um the scimitar actually toured europe as black pyramid really okay uh because black pyramid had a tour booked mm -hmm. but the drummer couldn't do it yeah so then we got the drummer from the scimitar to do it okay. so it was basically like so it was the scimitar but right. it, we, we we toured as black pyramid oh, all right. So it was kind of confusing, right. um, but then that all the whole then both bands ended because everyone moved away. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> which is what happens. Right, everyone right. moves away. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of what what happened. That's kind of how I got kind together because I you know I know uh, you know Black Pyramid and Elder played together a lot. Yeah. Um, 
you know, when Elder was first starting, when yeah. Elder was getting going. Um, now they're, you know, they're doing amazing now. Know, you know, yeah. actually, Matt is on tour with them right now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, me and Matt have been talking for a while. Hey, you know, we should jam. We should do something, you know. And then finally we did, yeah. you know. And at first it was just me and Matt, and then Tom came down. And then Riggs heard about it. Hey, he's like, hey, I want to sing for that right. band, man. I want to sing for that band. And at first we were like, well, I don't know, man. The music's really weird. It's like we're just jamming. We have, like, yeah. no, like, song structures at all. Right. We don't even know what the hell we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, when, when Craig first started playing with us, we didn't know what we were doing. We just We were just, like, epic jams just right. crazy stuff going on and, and we would record it yeah. and like here man see if you can come up with Find something, something you know what I mean? yeah yeah and then eventually we kind of whittled everything down into like somewhat of like songs you know right. what i mean like parts where okay this can be a verse this can be a chorus yeah. you know we'll figure it out you know but at first it was really funny because seriously we didn't know what the songs were or anything we were just jamming yeah. and craig's like i want to sing we're like well all right we'll get we, we gotta figure this out then you know what i mean yeah so then uh we did that, and um, you know, and and that's kind of definitely like a side project because you know Matt's right, so busy cool. with Elder, you yeah. know, which is you know for good reason. Those guys tour a lot; they they do they do really well, yeah. you know. But uh, whenever we can, we we still do kind, right. you know. Did you guys and just played the other night, right? What's that? Did you guys just play the other night? We just played yeah. O'Brien's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and we're playing Desert Fest uh, in a couple of weeks, oh, you know, so over in London. So because uh, Matt's, we're gonna meet up with Matt. You know, Elder's going to be over there. Yeah. So, That's awesome. and, and so I guess the final thing would be Test Meet. Yeah, yeah. Which I started mainly because, you know, Kind never plays. Right. Because everyone's yeah. busy doing all this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I need I need a regular band. I need yeah. I need to play, you know, regularly. Yeah. And that's why I started Test Meet. And again, and Test Meet to me is totally different from, like, the other bands I've been in. Like, yeah, the course. songs are, like, really short. Yeah. Um, you know, really catchy, like, poppy almost. Yeah. I um, love it. Thanks, man. So, yeah. you know, I mean, um, you know, it's, so it's definitely different from Kine. It's definitely different from Black Pyramid. Yeah. That was the whole point of him. Like, I want, if I'm going to do another band, yeah. so I'm doing something different. I'm not right, going to do, right. like, another band that's yeah, just, yeah. like, heavy, doomy right. stuff. You know? Yeah, right. I'm going to do the exact opposite. The right. Short songs. Yeah. So that, that and, you know, so Test Me's going, you know, it's been going pretty well, you know. Yeah. Um, the single just came out. You know, we've been playing a bunch of shows, you know. So, and I, and I, I love it. You know, I love, you know, yeah. this is the stuff that I, you know, that I love, that I've, have wanted to play for a long time, but never really had a chance in other bands. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like the early 90s type of like indie rock kind yeah. of, uh, you know, grunge kind of stuff yeah. that, uh, that I, you know, I love that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what, that's what Test Me is completely about. It's about oh, yeah. like early 90s, like yeah. rock. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's the whole point of the band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? your, your vocals definitely remind me of uh, Mud Honey. And the, yeah. The I mean, I, yeah. Mud Honey's, yeah. Mud Honey, Tad. Like those are a couple of our, you know, big influences, definitely, yeah. for sure, yeah. you know. And uh, are you going to continue that as a two-piece? or? Are you um, for right now, we are. Yeah. Um, we've talked to a couple people about bass, um, but it's going so well as a two-piece. Uh, it's just like, it's really, first of all, it's just really easy to make decisions right. yeah, yeah. with two people. Uh, and, you know, the sound is doesn't really seem to have suffered at all, you know, because right. my guitar yeah. sound kind of has, you know, a lot yeah. of bottom end to it, so... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we, you know, we've talked to a couple of people. We haven't jammed with anyone actually, but uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? We might keep it a two piece. We're gonna keep it a two piece for now. Yeah, you know, yeah. so we'll see what happens. That was never really the plan. It just kind of yeah. happened like yeah. that. You know yeah. what I mean? So, nice. but 
yeah. So that that wraps up everything. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> oh wait, you know, <laughs> um, Iron Fisted is Iron, Iron Fisted. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the you don't have to. Um, coke dealer. Coke dealer. Yeah, Are you familiar with Coke dealer at all? I remember them. Okay. With, uh, Chris that was a mess. Was that Chris Jackson? Seeing that? No. But that was well. That was really Mark Schleicher's. Uh, Mar- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, brainchild. Yeah. But at, at, at one point, that that band included the band never ever rehearsed ever. Yeah. Ne- never once ever rehearsed. It's always just like, okay, we have a show booked. Yeah. Just tell everyone show up, you know, and uh, you know, but like. You know, Cliff from ISIS, he was in the band for a while. Oh, okay. um, there's all these, just, just different people would come and go out yeah. of the band, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and some shows uh, weren't even, music wasn't even involved. Like, we yeah. had one show to Brian's, so it was just a press conference. We set up a table, right. and we just, like, took questions from the audience. <laughs> and that was, like, the show, you know? <laughs> and uh, I think the most memorable show was we played at, at O'Brien's, and... Um, this was the old O'Briens, yeah. when they had like two tables oh, and yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. of broken chairs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, at one point, we as soon as we started, like Mark, like just jumped in the into the audience, like jumped onto a table, <laughs> and like just like there's just like st- stuff just flying everywhere. It was just like a complete mess. Like as soon as we started, yeah. I remember looking out, and and there was th- this is when they had bouncers at O'Briens too. They used to have a, like a bouncer there. It was weird. And what he had, he had Mark in like a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> He's like waving his arms, like telling us to stop. That's and Mark's just screaming into the mic, and we're just playing like this. He's still at the mic. Yeah, yeah. He still got the mic. Yeah, and the guy's got him in like a headlock, going like this, like waving his arm, like stop. And we're not. <laughs> and it was ridiculous, dude. And then so uh, we got cut off. Yeah. And then I actually I went back. They made I went back the next day yeah. and got paid. Oh, just <laughs> <laughs> just people and, yeah, yeah. Hey, can we get paid for last night? <laughs> yeah, that show that we got thrown out of. Yeah. So yeah, so that band that band was pretty fun, man. <laughs> it's uh, it's after doing all these these podcasts now with people, I'm like realizing like how rich of a history we have here in Boston, and you know we we kind of don't think about it all the time of just how the, all the different eras and genres yeah and music and so it's cool and you know you've been part of like it's very uh, yeah it's very interconnected yeah, um yeah. and every once in a while i'll think about it like i you know what like the like last night or a couple nights ago um after kind played o'brien's and a few of us went back to the model yeah. and just hanging out having some beers and someone was talking about the show uh, you know about oh yeah, remember when Morphine played with uh, Bolt Volta and Slaughter Shack? It was <laughs> it was at Craig's Craig Riggs's loft? Yeah. And I was in Slaughter Shack at the time. Yeah. And I'm thinking, holy crap, man! I'm like, that was so that seems so long ago. Yeah. We played with Morphine and Bolt Volta, and it was like this huge like it was just a party. Yeah, he probably. But there was probably like three or four hundred people there, like literally in this yeah. like loft. And it was just like, you know, thinking back about like. Stuff like that that happened, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, or the Nirvana Slaughter and, Shack. Uh, yeah, Nir- you know uh, Slaughter Shack playing with Nirvana in a um, basement at MIT. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a keg party. Yeah, you were. And it was I was I wasn't in Slaughter Shack at that point, but I was right. at the show, yeah. and it was amazing. You yeah. know, it was amazing, and and you know there there is definitely still like cool stuff that goes on in Boston. Yeah. You know, um, and I don't want to be the the guy. I don't want to sound like oh, but back then we right. you know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, there was definitely stuff going on back then that's yeah. I can't imagine happening now. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. There is still definitely cool stuff going on, but yeah, it's, a it's just a vibe. different different vibe. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not as many. 
you know, the loft scene is pretty much just gone. Yeah. You yeah. know, so. Yeah, they, it seems like there was always shows at like rehearsal spaces and. Yeah, man. I mean, lo- there were. I mean, for a while, the whole loft scene. Um, some of the old club owners were getting mad because some of the uh, the parties were drawing like a few hundred people. Right. Seriously, yeah. and, and like the club owners were like, they would, hey, you know, you, you guys gotta knock this off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Seriously, and uh, because you go to the, these, some of these loft parties, yeah. there'd be like 300 people there, man, yeah. and you got morphine playing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a party in someone's loft. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's doing better than the clubs. You know what I mean? Crazy stuff, you yeah. know. Bolo, I saw Bolt the Volta num- numerous times at like loft parties, yeah. you know. That's and um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's great that um, there's still part of the m- the music scene. I mean, I, I love that there's you know there's new stuff going on, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I think that it's it's cool. That there's like um, you know, people that are still playing that were around back. You know, like Craig yeah. Riggs. Yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, you know, he's been playing Boston longer than me. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Tim Katz. You know what I mean? Those guys. There's, you know, these are like, you know, John Darga. These yeah. are people that are Keith Bennett. Keith. You know what I mean? Yeah. People that have been playing like for a long time. Yeah. That have, you know what I mean? Yeah. Still, still playing. You know, yeah. like Panzer Bastard. You yeah. know, awesome band. You know yeah. what I mean? Keith's still, still doing it. Le- still, still at the same level of like right too. So that's right, right. And that's that's a testament to I think just Boston people and how we are here. Like we just yeah yeah we just want to. I think we're stubborn. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I know I should stop. Yeah I'm not gonna. Yeah you know. Definitely. Well uh, yeah thanks for doing this with me man. Oh yeah totally man absolutely yeah yeah. Who are who are some of the local bands you're digging lately? Uh some some new stuff that I like. Yeah. Um. Burnham Woods really good. Yeah, I like them a lot. Um, uh, uh, Leatherlung are good. I dig them. Um, Sundrifter is another band. These were all like more of the heavier, yeah, yeah. heavier band kind of like quote unquote stoner rock type stuff. But those were all like some really good bands. Yeah. Um, the new band I, I got to hear the song that Jonah's new band. They, they, oh yeah, with Stilfen. Uh, with Glenn Stilfen. Yeah. Uh, Northern Skulls. Yeah, how was that? The song's amazing. Yeah, I guess they're gonna they're gonna release a single Friday, like oh, di- right. digitally. Oh, cool. Uh, and the song I've heard it and it sounds great. Um, I'm not gonna give anything away, yeah, yeah. Awesome. but but it's it's definitely, you know, awesome. It's, you know, Jonas singing. Yeah. You know, I know you know he's doing the Raw Radar War, which right, is right. just him like yelling and stuff. Yeah. You know, but this is definitely him I'm back to the melodic singing. Oh, you know, nice. and uh, it's definitely. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah. People are going to flip out, you know. Awesome. Nice. And it's good. Again, Glenn Stilfen, man. Yeah, I know. Gang Green. Great to have him playing again. I know, right? You know, um, I mean, yeah, that guy goes back to using Gang Green when he was like 15 or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's crazy, you know. Mallet Head, was that one? Yeah, Mallet Head. Yep. Yeah. Um, when I, yeah, they play with Soundgarden. Yeah. You know, at Axis. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just great that, you know, certain people, you know, a lot of people have moved away. Right. And a lot of people have stopped playing music, which yeah. is, I can't blame them. You right. know what I mean? <laughs> but it's good that, you know, again, it's good that there's still people, I think, that have been playing for years and years and years that are still doing it around here. Yeah. And it's good to be able to integrate that with new stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You know, and, and personally for me, for for Kind, I think it's kind of cool. I'm not, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but just like me and Craig are like the old guys. Yeah, yeah. And then like, you know, Matt and Tom, they're both, 
you know, me and Craig are old enough to be their dads. Right. You know what I mean? And it's, but somehow it, it kind of it works. You know what yeah, I mean? It's like here's the old guys, <laughs> you know, and here's the young guys. We're, we're able to play together. Yeah. You know, and and, and and it works. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, it's just kind of fun to be to be in a band with dudes that are like half your age, yeah. almost pretty much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it gives it a whole different uh, vibe. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think you know, the experience and and that kind of right. I mean, you know, I mean, um, you know, and those guys were. All, Totally, you know, they're not jaded yet about right. anything. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it, we're able to, uh, you know, draw off of each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I mean that really wasn't the intent at all, but that's just how it happened. You yeah. know? So. Awesome. Yeah. Right. Old school meets the new school. Yeah. You know. That's it, man. Yeah. And Boston too. In the last few years, I feel like has uh, finally has sort of metal happening because for years. You couldn't see metal in Boston. It right, was, right. Like Deathlock or Wargasm or Malaya Rage would play, but it was uh, it was a limited area to see those. Oh things. yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Um, so yeah, I mean back then, yeah, pl- like to see like just a metal show at a club in Boston. Yeah. Was a was a rarity. It was, it was rare. basically weekends, like all ages shows, yeah. and with or or like certain nights, like Wednesday at Narcissus. Right. That was like metal night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Other than that. Hardly ever happened. Yeah. You know what I mean, now it's just like you can go out yeah. and all the same night of the week, man. There'll be like some good metal show <laughs> going right. seriously going on and around Boston, which is really cool, you yeah. know. But it w- w- yeah, it definitely wasn't like that always, you know. So the channel did a thing. I remember in the, the channel did like uh, they did Metal Tuesdays for a yeah. while, yeah. Like and um and they had a lot of metal shows, yeah. um, but a lot of the, like the smaller clubs, um. You know, didn't have metal. It was yeah. just unheard of. Yeah, you, you wouldn't know, just see local. Ba- it wouldn't be like now where you can see four local metal bands. Right. Yeah. You'd yeah. You have that, to open for someone. Exactly. Yeah. You have to be open for uh for a bigger band. Yeah. You couldn't just go to like you know the Middle East upstairs, right. and see like four ripping metal right. bands. That's yeah. just like that was unheard of. Now it's like oh, it's just like a common thing now, right. which is yeah. cool. It's yeah. awesome. You know. And you know what's actually kind of funny too, man? They had, like someone had posted something on Facebook recently about a club that I'd never even heard of. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm drawing a blank on it now, man. There's, there's some band, there's some club in Kenmore Square that I, I had never heard of, and they posted a calendar from like 1982 or 1983. Really? And um, and uh, I was looking at them. You know, I I heard of some of the bands that were on the calendar, right. but it was definitely a little bit before my time. Right. And um, I was like, I I'm like, and I I was like, I never even heard of this place, man. Uh, you know, I've been playing in Boston for years. Right. I, you know, I, some of the places that maybe I wasn't old enough to go like Cantones right. or other places like that that like I've heard of, I've at least heard of. There was right. like this one place I, I literally can't think of what it's called right now. Yeah. It was in Kenmore Square and like I never heard of it. I'm like, that's insane. crazy, man, that there was a club huh. that bands played at and uh, it, it, was, uh, the ho- it was near, it was like near the Hotel Buckminster like in the basement. I, mean, I can't remember what it was called. Bill, was it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. My my second punk show I saw there. I'm like, really? Uh, the proletariat, like in '83. I never even heard but of that I, place. But, I, but yeah, after, but there's actually like a uh, there's like a Charlie Parker live at Storyville, like record somewhere. That you really? Can, yeah. Yeah. Like, See that's but to me that's crazy. Like I never even heard of this club, and yeah. then like someone like last week posted about. It. I'm like. Huh. I'm like, where the hell was this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I've never even heard anyone even mention it before. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I remember. You went there? Yeah, the one show. But I. What was, was it like? I, 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 I was fucking. <laughs> it was 1983. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but it was uh, uh, sorry and uh, proletariat. Basically. Wow, man. I brought it up before, and I think uh, my friend Chuck uh, 
truck uh, moving targets was at that same yeah, show. Yeah, wow. But, but yeah, Seriously, was, that blew my mind. Because yeah. I was like, you know, I, I, even if there were clubs I hadn't been to, right, right. I've heard of, you know, certain clubs. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, um, because, you know, around that time, I was just too young. I didn't even, right. you know. But, I mean, I'd never even heard of this place, yeah. literally. It must, it must have been one of those where they just had, like, a... Cause, yeah, because that was that was the only time I ever went there. I remember because it was right when I, I Storyville. That's what it was called. Show. Yeah, yeah. Storyville. It was right behind where um, uh, Pizzeria Uno was. Right. right. Was like right okay. Yeah. That's what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah, in that block. But yeah, I don't remember anything else about it. <laughs> that one show I saw. So I saw that there used to be, um, you know, Ground Zero. Oh yeah. Yep. In Central Square, yeah. uh, which was like a little hole in the wall. Yeah. Place was so small. Rollins played. And uh, well, what's that? Rollins did a spoken word. Really? Yeah. I saw. I saw White Zombie there. Really? Oh, yep. Crazy. Like back, like right. Um, it was before they were like huge, but like yeah, yeah. right before that, and the okay. show was amazing. And it was like I, this place, Ground Zero, which yeah. is like a little tiny hole in the wall, yeah. like and Central Ga- Long Gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Long Gone. You oh. know. I saw. I was dating a girl at the time that was like a goth. And we, she dragged me to see Sleep Chamber there. Yep. A yep. Of times. Yeah, it was a total goth yeah. club. Yeah. 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 Like place. Man Ray. Yeah. yeah man yeah. Ray, man. I saw, I mean, Man Ray, I saw Nirvana at Man Ray. That's right. I saw, that. I saw Jesus Lizard at Man Ray. Oh, wow. Um, I saw one other, like, rock show. I know Mudhoney played there, but yeah. I, missed, I missed that. But again, that was, like, another place, like Man Ray, goth club, but they would have, yeah. like, some good rock shows, yeah, you know? Have, yeah. And then up on the North Shore, they had. Uh, was that place in Saugus? Rock Pile. Right. Yeah, Rock Pile. And, it was, and then it got changed like Red Square. Red Square yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I saw Only Living Witness there. Yep, yep. At one point with some just those hardcore man. Yeah. yeah. They would have some shows there once in a while too, man. Yeah. So. And that's kind of like the thing about, you know, Boston too, man. Like the club scene seems to always regenerate. I mean, like yeah. stuff will close. You know, like TT's closed. Yeah. Now there's Sonya. I mean, I haven't been to Sonya yet. I haven't But either. it seems... Like it's, it's doing well. Good. Yeah, people like. Um, you know, there's just always like new stuff that's opening. You know, I mean, it, it's it sucks when stuff closes. You know, like the Abbey. You know, what I mean, yeah. like that place was awesome. I yeah. saw Witch there. Did you? That's crazy. With Jay Mascus on drums. You know, what I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. You know, at the Abbey. The PA. Remember PA's? Is that still? PA's. PA's is still open, but that place is. I yeah. try to avoid it. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I saw uh, the Faith Healers did a reunion. Who? Like, uh, the Faith Healers. Oh right, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. Yob yeah. played there yeah. years oh, ago. Yeah. Yob played there. Uh, I remember Thurston Moore played there, yeah, yeah, you know, um, but again, it's just like these weird, you know, there's, there's always the mainstays, like yeah. the Middle East, right. you know, um, well, actually there's really not, <laughs> not many other, know, you know, right? great Scott, yeah. but I mean, there's always these weird places where like, there'll be some show where right. you're like, where the hell was that show? It's like some weird yeah. venue that, know. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh night stage. Oh yeah. Soul was another sound. place, you know, and I saw John Zorn there, really? you know, with Mike Patton singing. Oh, that's crazy. Um, you know, me and Doug Sherman went to that. Um, yeah. And again, I mean, I, I don't, Night Stage is long gone, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, that's another place. Oh, oh, yeah, I saw Mike Patton sing with John Zorn, you know, <laughs> crazy yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's how it goes, man. Yeah. Stuff closes and then other stuff opens, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Cool, man. Awesome. Well, yeah, and thanks again for doing this, man. And, uh, yeah, thank you. So, uh, thanks. In in your stuff, you have a uh, you have a band camp that has a, a ton of your stuff on there. Uh, um, so people want to find your. Yeah, I mean, if you go on Bandcamp, if you, if you just like type my name in, um, there is I I think you know, it's just my name and then Bandcamp. Um, it's just a page of 
like unreleased stuff from my from my bands, like you know some milligram demos, yep. some roadside demos, some live stuff from all the different bands I've been yeah. in. Okay. And it's all free to download if anyone wants to check it out. You know what I mean? Uh, I just put put that stuff up there. You know, nice. you know, you know. And then aside from like you know like Test Meet has its own Bandcamp yeah. page. Black Wolf Goat has its own stuff. Yeah. Uh, but this is just like my own. I I just made a page for like like kind of like unreleased stuff. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Right demos, whatever. Stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So if anyone wants to check that out. Yep. Cool. Bandcamp. Cool. Yep. And the test meet, I, I highly recommend people. Uh, Thanks, man. Yeah. We've got some shows coming up in June. Cool. You know. Where, where are you playing in June? June uh, O'Brien's. Okay. Um, June 22nd. Mm-hmm. And then we're playing the Midway June 30th, I think, like an all-ages show, which would oh, be nice. interesting. Cool. So, uh, yeah, you know, but uh, that's my main thing right now is test meet, you know. Yeah. Cool, man. Yep. Awesome. Thanks again. Dude, thank you, man. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for having me on your podcast. Seriously. Awesome. Right on.